You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne. Have you ever looked back at some of your personal life goals that you've made maybe 10, 20 years ago and find that many are still there to be met, to be manifested? Years and years go by without any results. And why is that? We all want to make a difference in the world. We want to be a purpose. We want to live that ultimate life you've always dreamed of. But geez, you know, sometimes we can barely get through the day. So much stress, not enough energy to gather that motivation, enthusiasm to do something big and bold. Now, today on Wonders for Life, we have an award-winning transformational coach, international speaker, author, and minister who is passionate about helping you manifest your dreams. Now, for 20 years, over 20 years, Felicia Searcy has worked with people from all works of life who are seeking the spiritual side of success, and she has helped thousands create their life they love. So excited to have you here on our show, Felicia. I am thrilled, Dr. Suzanne. Thank you so much for asking me. (laughs) You bet, you bet. Oh boy, you know, I I said earlier about achieving goals, but you know what? I want to ask you, is there a difference between achieving goals and achieving dreams? Absolutely. Yeah, so, so goals are great and everybody's got them. So let me give an example of a goal. So a goal might be to clean the garage out, right? <laughs> a goal might be to um, get your degree. Um, a, a dream, you know, and those are two things that there's, it's pretty well mapped out. You have a f- pretty good sense that you would be able to accomplish it. You know, I'm not saying that, especially getting the degree, there may not be some challenges, but it's, 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 um, there's a pretty clear pathway. Your dream is one of those things that when you think about it, it takes your breath away and you don't have a clue when you first begin to imagine it. And so there's, there's a, um, there's a much greater degree of um, belief and possibility and uh, a, a willingness to see yourself do something that you had absolutely no concept of how you could do it before. And so it's just, it's, it's in scale and th- there's a difference in scale and magnitude. Yeah, I, you know, I chuckled earlier only because when you said about cleaning the garage, I'm going to tell you, that's one of my goals this year <laughs> is cleaning that garage. And and I've had that goal for many years. So, you know what? Goals can also be pushed back as dreams are as well. You know, you mentioned about, Absolutely. about imagination and dreams because, you know, I know as a child, we we dream about things that we want to do or we think that we love to do. And, and I love that imagination as a child, but adults often don't remember those, those dreams. They don't go back to what they were like as a child or imagining what they could and could do or become or, or live at or do whatever it is. Why is it that adults have such a tough time imagining their dreams? That's such a great question. I think Along the way, as we grew up, we were taught by very well-intended adults and our society in general to consult the facts, to consult what it is that we see, what we can touch, you know, what's reality. And then we let what we see outside the precedent, we let the precedent begin to determine what we believe is possible, which then determines what we hold in our imagination. 
The thing about our imagination is that it has the capability to imagine what's never come before. Every human ingenuity, every human discovery, every human advancement started because somebody became willing to imagine, oh my God, what if we really could, where there was absolutely no outside evidence. That takes such courage to do that. Because the minute you start thinking something more expansive like that, whether it's, you know, think of um, Leonardo da Vinci, um, who actually had drawings of a flying machine, um, and, you know, or whatever your dream may be, it's beyond anything that you've ever known before. And to be able to really give yourself permission to dream about it takes such courage because there's a risk, right? It's the minute you start thinking something more expansively, now all of a sudden everything that uh, it puts at risk starts talking to you. And we've been taught to be sensible. And I'm not saying to throw caution to the wind, but in order for your imagination to serve you, you have to be willing to see beyond what you've known up until this point. And most adults have not been taught to do that. That's a really scary thing to uh, imagine other possibilities. And so what we do is we just shut it down. I just see people just shut it down. It's like, I have to be realistic. I got a living to make. I got a family to support. You know, I can't be off on some wild daydream kind of thing. You know, that's, let me wait until I retire and then I'll think about what it is that I can do, but then I'll be too old and too decrepit and I won't be able to do it anyway. So, so people talk themselves out of it because they don't believe, number one, that they're capable. They don't see a way and it, there's just too much to lose. Right. You know, a lot of us, it's not just our own mind that tells us not to and, and limits ourselves, but I'm going to tell you people around you, your, your loved ones, your, your partners, your best friends, your parents, they all put their two cents in it too, which then completely puts you in the same position. Well, there's no way I can do this. You know, I have no support about this. Nobody thinks I can do it. And, and again, you shut down that way too. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, we go to people who are not living their dreams to ask for help to live our dreams, right? They just, it's, we go to people who think the same way we do. So the only thing they can do is give us feedback according to, you know, whatever that circle has been. And we go to people very well intended who are going to be impacted by what we do or don't do. Um, and so they've got a vested interest beyond just loving us and wanting to support us. So that's why it's really important to really love the people that you're with and find somebody who has unwavering belief. Here's the thing, Suzanne. The thing I want everybody to understand that it's not just about using your imagination, but it's understanding the gift of our imagination. We are the only species on the planet that we are aware of that has the capacity to consciously choose images. Think about the power of that. Think about the gift of that. There's no other... Sp my dog is sitting out on my balcony right now. She is incapable of choosing to use her imagination in a different way. She, all she can do is see what's in front of her. Her outside world dictates what she's going to see in that imagination. We don't have that. We have the ability to decide, wow, I want to imagine being in an airplane. I want to imagine traveling, um, you know, to exotic countries. I want to imagine creating a really dynamic health for myself. I want to imagine being able to uh, have the energy throughout the day. 
And as something as simple as that sounds, the profound thing is, number one, recognizing we have this ability to do that. It's our gift. It's our superpower. And we have an accountability to use it effectively because what you then rehearse in your imagination becomes the compass for how you then live your life. And everything starts in imagination. So to recognize, number one, the gift, and then number two, and, and um, your listeners may not necessarily believe this right now, but right now I want you to believe in my belief. The very fact that you can imagine it means that you have everything inside of you to bring it into your life. You don't know how right now, but that's the beauty of it. Because when you're imagining these um, wonderful, beautiful, expansive things, effectively what you're doing is that you're answering this deep inner call that is inviting you to grow and develop into an even more magnificent version of yourself. So it's not just uh, about imagining things, but it's about... uh, answering the call to develop more of your brilliance, more of your magnificence, more of your purpose. And so our imagination truly is the most powerful gift that every single one of us has been given. And to dedicate our lives to using it effectively, it's, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no more holier work than that. Mm. Because what you're doing is that you're dedicating your life to growing you and bringing your amazing gifts and contribution to the people around us. And I tell you, we're talking, you know, I know you talk about health. That's like the beeline to health is a happy, healthy, purposeful, contributing life. Oh, well said there, Felicia. I will tell you that, you know, you mentioned about, about um, you've got to surround yourself with that type of help or facilitator. I know for a fact that if it wasn't for my mentors in the past, I mean, I've been doing personal growth, self-mastery work since the 20s, since I was in my 20s. So many, many years, 30 years plus. And, you know, starting from John Bradshaw, who else? Shakti Grant Gwain, Tony Robbins, Abraham Hicks, uh, Brendan Burchard. A lot of people know who these people are, but they were all had a huge impact in my life. Dan Sullivan, Bo Eason, Mary Morsley, now you, Felicia Cersei, and <laughs> all of us. I mean, and I, there's no doubt having your support to help you in guiding you with certain framework. They all have frameworks around getting you to a level. So I want to know your framework. I'd love for you to share. We talked about, okay, first is imagination. Then what? What's your next next thing in your framework? Well, and I love the question. And here's what I want to say, that everybody has a framework. We all say different words, but effectively the framework is the framework is the framework. That's like saying, you know, that there's electricians may have different ways of explaining it, may even have a few different words here and there, but, but the, the, the principle, um, the guidelines for electricity are pretty much the same. So the framework doesn't radically change from person to person. And I've studied with many of those people that you mentioned as well. And, and so as I share this, just I, I, I want a presence that I stand on the shoulders of my mentors who have come before me, and I've put my own twist and understanding on it in order to be able to bring it to you. So I'm going to encourage us to back up even before imagination, because actually the first step 
is giving yourself permission to pay attention to those places in your life where you might be feeling a pinch. You might be feeling a bit of a settling. A good enough is good enough. It might even be showing up in a form of discontent or I don't want that. We've been trained to deaden that voice. We've been trained to paint a veneer of everything's okay over that voice because deep down we know when we start listening to that voice, it's going to require us to do something different. And that can be really scary. And many of us have been taught to be grateful for what we have and that if we want something more, um, effectively we're complaining. In fact, I was just having a conversation with somebody a, a, a couple days ago. She was sharing how she had this dream and she just came alive when she was describing it. And she's, and, um, and then she was talking about how slow the momentum was and how it just wasn't happening. And then she immediately f- stopped herself and said, but I don't mean to complain. So mm. there's, there's, a, there's a myth that if we're paying attention to that tug, that, ugh, gosh, I want to change this, that somehow we're complaining and we're being ungrateful. That's actually your higher purpose, your higher self, knocking at the door of your heart saying, well done with what you've done so far. Now it's time for you to grow into more. So start paying attention to your discontent. And I encourage people to work in four areas, your health, which is why they're here, your relationships, your vocation, how you're sharing your gifts, your talents with the world, and then your freedom on your calendar and your checkbook. Check in. Where have you made good enough good enough? Then when you start letting that voice talk, now start letting it inform, all right, so I I don't want this. So if this could be different, you can start working with the most potent, powerful question that you can work with, which is, what would I love? What would I love instead? What would I love to do, have, be, and give? What would I love? Understanding that it is love itself wanting to grow you and express for you, from you, and through you. Now, People have worked with visions. I bet so many of your listeners have done things where they've created created a vision. They've created a vision board. And they get really excited in the moment when they're doing those things. Here's where the breakdown is for so many people. The mistake is that people think that that's enough. If I look at my vision board, if I read my vision, and then I go out into my daily life, everything's going to be okay. I've got this. Well, what happens is that you leave that state, that exalted state, I'll call it, that that higher feel-good state where you can see it, you can believe it. It's like, wow, I believe I can really do this. And then, and then you walk out the door, and it may be that you just walk out into your house, and you have a house full of kids that are clamoring for attention. You've got to go check on your parents. You've got to go to a job where you're just feeling a high degree of pressure and stress, and your boss is asking you to meet a deadline. Or you're running a business, and things aren't falling into place. And what happens is this is so insidious and so seductive is that all of those outside influences – Start chipping away at your resolve. Start chipping away at the image in your imagination. And now it's being replaced with everything that, oh my God, you got to worry about and you got to do. And it starts chipping away at your belief. 
it starts chipping away at your desire. So now you're turning the flame of your desire down and then it starts chipping away at your belief. So one of the things that I help people understand is that visioning is not a one time a day thing. It's now it's about taking that vision and you being it you begin to identify with it. So first you have the vision, the blueprint, and then you be, literally begin to do what I call build a relationship with the vision and with the person living the vision. We will never outperform the way we see ourselves. And so you have to work with this imagination to consciously see yourself doing it before a single thing in your world changes. It's mastery work and it requires uh, it, it requires discipline, which is why it is so important to have something that you are passionately in love with. So you'll, you'll, you'll do what's required in order for you to keep your imagination working effectively. Why this is so powerful is because when you start really seeing, wow, I can do this, and you're you're seeing yourself doing it when you're driving your car, you're making your kids lunch, you're checking on your parents, you're brushing your teeth, and you're identifying yourself as that person. You literally start lighting up different areas of your brain. You're no longer functioning from anxiety, but now you're functioning from creativity. And you have access to a whole nother level of creativity and intelligence that we don't have access to just trying to get through the day. Now you're able to see ideas, hear ideas, see opportunities, and you have the, the fuel, the steam to move you forward and keep your feet moving in order to continue to build momentum. You also train yourself to allow more good, more abundance, more health, more energy. You, you train yourself to accommodate more good stuff in your life because right now we've all got a habit for how much good we will allow ourselves. And as you're, as you're moving and you're seeing and you're taking action and you're noticing how you're changing and your life is changing, you're, you're um, beginning to establish, wow, this is now my new normal. This is now my life. Things begin to change and not only do they begin to change, and here's the kicker, Dr. Suzanne, they, they sustain that you now start trusting this process where it becomes predictable, reliable, and consistent. So you're designing, you're relating to your, um, your results. I talk about expressing increase. You're activating your brilliance as you're putting on um, the, the beingness of the person who's living this life. I call it zip yourself into the skin of the man or the woman who achieved it before you actually did it. From that place, you activate your brilliance you're, you've got people around you that you're masterminding with, that you have a mentor, and watch your life, and you rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and watch how you transform your life unfolds in remarkable ways, and you're able to be present for the experience because you're not constantly looking over your shoulder wondering when it's going to end, and your life fundamentally transforms before your eyes. Mm. So, so important, all what you're saying. I, I totally understand the shifting that occurs. And it was really, for me, um, when I do my visioning and when I'm holding a, a, um, an energy that 
whatever it is that I want to achieve in my life and the dream, whether it's one of my dreams or a small dream of mine. It's very interesting how the universe, or I'd say, you know, you could call it God, you can call mm-hmm. source, whatever works for you, how it just presents itself just comes to you. What I mean by that is the situation you have, this energy that you feel, and it's almost like you're projecting this creating this reality but everything around you fits into the place and whatever your needs are whatever you've been thinking it just comes into your life and it's magical it's really magical well it what's what's here's the the amazing thing about it so absolutely so when you here's the thing about our imagination our imagination activates feelings in our bodies our bodies, that feeling, there's, it's energy, right? You were talking about energy. That, that feeling actually is an energy. That then becomes the conversation with this invisible field. I call it the divine, divine intelligence. That what you're imagining and feeling is actually your conversation. It actually becomes your prayer with this divine energy. And it responds accordingly. The amazing thing about this is that it's not magical, that it's actually science. I mean, science is proving that what we predominantly mentally rehearse and charge with our emotions communicates to this invisible field. It becomes the organizing pattern for that invisible field. And so you're right, we, we draw to us that which is coherent with what we see, what we believe, and who we be. And when you allow yourself to start seeing yourself differently, start seeing different possibilities, now this energy says, yay, we got something to work with here. Let's get, let's, let's do this. And, and which is why the amazing thing is, is that if you can dream it up, you can achieve it. You know, I was thinking about time and how oftentimes we want to, um, we want more time. We want more time, right? And I was thinking about, uh, so I'm, I'm, I turned 60 this year. And when I moved back when I was 18, 1917, I was 17, 1977, in order to stay in touch with my friends, I had to write letters. I had to physically write the letter. I had to put it in the envelope. I had to put a stamp. I had to put it in the mailbox, take a couple of days to get there. They had to read it, respond. So it was, it was like a couple of weeks, this uh, uh, cycle of communication. Today, I'm on a text thread with people in Israel, in South Carolina, here in California, all over, and we are responding immediately. Now, the reason why this is, I'm, I'm bringing this up is because something as simple as collapsing time, because somebody said, how can we communicate easily, more effectively, and more immediately? We now have a manner where we can communicate quickly. The conversation goes quickly, and we're not, we're not in the cycle of waiting a couple of weeks to keep the conversation going. Somebody had to dream that up. Somebody writing mm-hmm. a letter had to say, there's got to be a better way. And stay with it, even in the face of naysayers, evidence that there's no way that this is ever going to happen. Thank God that people stayed with it and stayed in that conversation with this divine field where all solutions exist. It's the land of the solutions. We just have to stay present for it to be able to hear those solutions and then be willing to act on it. Mm. 
love that. I love the fact that you you corrected in saying that it's not so much magic, it's real science. Because you know yeah. me, I, I come from a science background. So I love that. It's the feeling that that I'm talking about. It feels magical. It feels yeah. so amazingly powerful and almost feels like it's not in your power, but it is your power too. So it's really beautiful that whatever you said there was just wonderful. I'd like to ask one more question before we're finished. Sure. Because, um, you know, uh, in a lot of different uh, fields, uh, in psychotherapy and different, different fields, there's what you call affirmations. Mm-hmm. Affirmations of what you believe in yourself or what you want to believe in yourself and what your uh, affirmations of your future, whatever it is. Um, can you share how you feel about affirmations and are they something that you recommend for everyone to use? Absolutely when used correctly. Because mm. um, what I've noticed with affirmations um, is people will say an affirmation kind of with their finger cross, fingers crossed, their arms crossed, you know, whistling, hoping it works. Right. And so it's an, it's a, um, it becomes a statement of hoping and wishing, and it becomes a statement of fixing that, that somewhere, somehow they've identified that there's something wrong and something needs to be fixed. There's nothing in our lives that need to be fixed. I'm not saying that everything is exactly the way that you want it to be. I'm not saying that there are things that are not to your preference. But when we really understand and we open our eyes to the richness and the abundance and the love that we swim in, and we have a... um, um, we have a desire and we're working with an affirmation. It's the right use of affirmation is to come from the acknowledgement of our richness now and that this is just simply an extension. And so an affirmation works when we're coming from a deep place of gratitude and possibility and curiosity rather than, oh my gosh, hoping and wishing this is going to work. Can you just give one example of an affirmation that uh, we can you can share with us? Yeah, so it may be an affirmation. So let's say, um, so uh, your listeners, um, your your specialty, obviously, Dr. Suzanne, is health and wellness, energy. And so somebody may be getting up and struggling to get through the day because of lack of energy. And so they start working with the statement, I have all the energy required um, um, to do everything that's mine to do. Or, or I am abundant in energy. I, am, I have an abundance of energy. Now, there's a part of their brain that's saying, that's, that's just not true. I mean, look the way I feel. And so with the affirmation, you start looking for those moments of evidence. And so maybe even in that moment when you say, oh, okay, there's energy. I can feel a little uptick in my energy. You, you, put a spotlight focus on that and you give thanks for it. If you had the energy to get out of bed, it's like, okay, so maybe I don't have the energy to walk out of, um, walk around the block, but I had the energy to get out of bed. The affirmation is not only the statement, but it's the recognition of the presence of it at whatever degree it is in your life. That's what will then grow it even more because where we place our focus, you know, energy flows where attention goes. And so, and it's it's an it's not just an affirmation for the words, but it's an affirmation. You are affirming. You are giving thanks for the presence of it in your life right now. It's like okay, 
I'd love to have the energy to walk around the block, but I'm giving thanks for the fact that I could get out of bed and brush my teeth. Not my mm. preference. I am not saying to resign and say, all right, good enough is good enough. Alicia said to just be happy with this. I'm saying be grateful for that evidence that you have energy because where that energy came from, there's more waiting. But there's no room for it if we're um, focusing on where it's not. So it's an affirmation with your focus on how it is showing up currently in your life, bringing your focus to that and giving thanks for that. Mm, gosh, thank you. Well said. And, uh, you know, we've got your website, FeliciaCircy.com. Um, F-E-L-I-C-I-A-S-E-A-R-C-Y.com. Is there another website that we can, is that the one that we share everyone with? Absolutely. And, and I've got a, um, a gift for people as well. There's a link there if you want to send people there. It's a free gift from Felicia.com. Uh, it's a meditation to help people really listen to that voice um, of what they would love. Fantastic. Free gift from Felicia.com. Wow, that's such great information. Thank you so much. You know, we learned amazing, uh, lots of content and, and, of course, about what we can do to start living your, your dream, start feeling and giving yourself permission in all the areas of life that we all want to feel better about our health and our relationships, our vocation and career, and, and then what kind of freedom do we want? Thank you so much for all that. And if you've learned a great deal here, do share the show with your loved ones. It can definitely start changing their life for the better. And do subscribe if you haven't already so we can continue to do our very best on Wellness for Life. If you need help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations, and my contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Now, until next time, go out there and live your best life today, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.